God put me in a very interesting spot of life where he made hell my teacher. He made hell my teacher. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I'm trying to give people a different thought process of life where failure, hell, disappointment, discomfort is a great learning tool. And many people don't understand that. And a lot of people won't, won't even understand this interview when we get done with mm -hmm. it. But it's these few moments in life that you have. Like for me, I always talk about it. Rocky won round 14. That one two minute and 13 second clip of Rocky getting up when Apollo knocked him down. That one clip when I was going through a very bad time in my life, I saw what I wanted to be. And it wasn't a guy that won. It wasn't a guy that won everything he did. It was a guy that kept getting up after being knocked down. So I realized if that two minutes and 13 seconds changed my life, so I was. I saw something that I needed to be in the world I was living in. Maybe my story will give someone the two minutes and 13 seconds they need to change their life. Means that people live in a very comfortable place, that's fine. Don't listen to me. A lot of people are looking for that two minutes and 13 seconds, and I might be that person. The hardest obstacle was myself. I started realizing more and more and more that all these people were gone. What was haunting me was me. I can't control my dad. I can't control the people calling me nigger. I can't control all these things, but they were things that kept me down. It started becoming my reality. My reality was what they made it out to be. And I became a whole, the most important conversation you'll ever have with your life, you know, in your life is when you have yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. my conversation was absolutely horrifying. What were you saying to yourself? I'm dumb. I'm nobody. My dad, I mean, my dad was great in mental warfare. A drunk, insecure man will make everybody around him feel like hell because he wants to give you no power. And that's why he was so mean to my mom and myself and my brother because he didn't want anybody to get above him. He wanted to keep you down low. So when you're growing up with all of this stuff, all this hate, and it, it wasn't the beatings. I could hit the beatings all day. It was a mental torture. So when, at a young age, your, your parents put a dialogue in you of confidence or you're nobody. So that voice in my head was, I'm a loser. And then it was confirmed when I got in school and in third grade, I was falling behind. They want to put me in a, in a special school, you know, with kids who can't learn. Then it was confirmed what, you know, what my dad was saying. So that confirmed it. Then I started cheating. So I started realizing, you know what? I'm taking yeah. the easy way out again. And it started snowballing from there. Now, now the kids are calling me nigger. But it wasn't all the kids. So what happens is you start to get this picture that everybody hates you because your reality becomes so, so big that you don't, you, I mean, you can't see the clear picture. And that's when, it, that's when it became toxic. And that is where I became my worst enemy. The greatest lesson she ever taught me is a lesson that she, she doesn't know how much she taught me because she wasn't much in the teaching mode. My dad took her soul. But what I did as a young kid is I observed.
everybody. I wasn't really smart in the books, yeah. but I was real smart when it came to life. And I was able to sit back and watch her mistakes. I was able to see how she struggled through life and how I don't want to struggle through life. And I was able to see, she never picked me up. The biggest thing she did for me, and this is honest to God truth, and she doesn't even know she did it. <laughs> when I would bust my ass, when I would fail, when I was at the bottom of the sewer, she never picked me up. She never gave me that cookie and said, hey son, you know, it's, it's gonna good, be okay. Yeah. Never, she didn't have time for that. And sometimes she gets upset when I talk about my past because it, it, it paints her out to be not the best mom. If I had any kind of mom in that kind of environment, I would have never made it. Because she forced me for every reason. She forced me to you better figure this out or you're gonna be a statistic. And this is something that she didn't sit down and tell me. I realized this. This is the world that is in front of me. And what most people do is they see this world and they look at it as an excuse to get out of it. I started looking at it as this is the ultimate training ground for the rest of my life. I have all these valuable lessons because if you look out in the world right now today, it's not a nice place, but I'm very prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for all the failure coming my way. I'm prepared for everything my way. And that's the biggest lesson that she taught me by not teaching me, by never saying it's going to be okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, she told me the exact opposite. Life sucks. That's what she knew. And it was the truth. And so I saw that. And so I started at that point in my life. I have a lot more failures as you see in that book. But I started down the road of instead of the path of, you know, least resistance, I started choosing the path of most resistance to prepare myself for the journey that was coming my way. Everybody, everybody that hears me speak, they want to go straight to recovery. Work out first. Huh. Work out first. Before you talk to me about recovery, work out first. We are always looking for, like whenever I talk to people, people take my words. And they, and, they, and they put it in a way to where they want to feel comfortable. This guy, you know, they, they, they want to put you in a box. They want to put a title on you. No, you're putting a title on me to make yourself feel better about yourself. If you read this book of mine, you see where I came from. This person was, this, this person was not built. This, this, this person was not made by God. This person, sorry, this person was built. I made this person. I made this person by diving into the insecurities that life gave me. Because now they're yours. They're yours to own. If you're not smart, call yourself dumb. It's okay. Because you are. But take that now as you're putting yourself down. If you're fat, call yourself fat. I used to be 300 pounds. We, we want to talk so soft to ourselves. We're looking for that recovery day. And that recovery day is everything in your life. Everything in your life is that recovery day. We're looking for it. It's not coming. It's not coming. Get over that recovery day. And that's the mentality I took with me. And what happened through that process was all the frivolous things of life started to float away. I used to tell people lies so they would like me. Because I was so insecure. When you start to build yourself up and start to have the one thing that we don't have is confidence. Real, authentic confidence from hard work. Everything else goes away. You, you no longer look to other people 
for your self-esteem. Validation. That's right. Or, yeah. You now know. I walk in the room now and I know the hours and years and decades I put into David Goggins. That's something, it's not on the wall. It's not a trophy on the wall. It's not a medal on your neck. It is actually a feeling in your heart. And people go, why don't you ever smile? I don't have to. Yeah, I do have a stoic look on my face. I'm a, I'm a very focused person. But the feeling I have in my soul and in my heart, that's why I don't need to smile. I don't need to smile. I don't need you to look at me and say, oh my God, you look happy. Because half of us aren't happy. We're, we're giving you something that we think you want to see. I don't do that anymore. I don't care how you perceive David Goggins. Because through my journey, I figured out the one piece I was missing. I thought it was cars. I thought it was women. I thought it was money. I thought it was money. I thought it was everything. The one piece I was missing was me having the courage to face myself. Mm. And once you do that on a daily basis, it's not about the running. Where people are going to be talking about working out. Where I got my work ethic from was the hours I had to spend learning this. When you sit down and you're not smart and you have a disability and you still want to be at the top of your class, I didn't want to just get by. When I realized that I can learn through hard work and I can beat the valedictorian in school, but I got put in 10 hours more a day than he does. You know what kind of strength comes from that? When you're sitting down, that guy, that, that valedictorian study for an hour, and you know I caught you. I caught you, and I am dumb. But I have the work ethic to catch you. That's where David Gagas got really invented, was at a kitchen table with 20 spiral notebooks that were empty. And then three months later, yeah. they were full. And when you can go through that, I still have them in my storage unit. You go through these spiral notebooks of your life, and you realize this is how I learned. This is unbelievable. There's no miles. It's not about the miles. It's that, having a discipline every day to say, for me to learn this one math problem, it's gonna take me 10 hours. And that's where it, and you realize through hard work, you can do, you can outwork anybody. Mm -hmm. No matter how badass they are. But that's the part people don't wanna yeah. dive into. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. As always, thank you for joining on this podcast show. We shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, and you know the foundation of it all, family. Self-discipline. I am your host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the model, the slogan here that moves the crowd, that makes the... Okay, I'm sounding like someone else. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. You know the slogan, the motto, or I should say, the quote of the year, the decade, the one that resonates with me by Bob Marley. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have.
Let's jump into one question and two thought-provoking statements. First question is, what insecurities are you going to confront and take action to correct? What insecurities are you going to confront and take action to correct? First thought-provoking statement, self-confidence. Self-confidence. Second thought-provoking statement, perception, making people feel comfortable around you. Perception, making people feel comfortable around you. Today's episode is entitled, Family, Self-Confidence. How do I change the story I am telling myself? Self-confidence. How do I change the story I am telling myself? myself you see that was david goggins in the audio clip and why i can relate and 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 matter of fact (laughs) understand the story so well is because i didn't really to be honest with you i didn't even know i had a learning um disability and i still haven't been tested for it to know about but when i had read his book you you can't hurt me And some of the things that he had to do to learn something, I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I have to do. And I was like, well, I guess I may have to go get that looked at because in school, I remember when I came first into high school, they created this program and they pushed me into the program. And I was like, what is this program about? And it was a night and day difference from just like the regular part of high school, meaning like uh, in this program, they had carpet on the floor. Uh, I don't know. It was just everything was like different. Like and when when I say they had carpet on the floor, meaning like they would have different sayings. I think it was little low quotes or something like that in the carpet. And uh, I mean, it just looked it looked totally brand new, clean, and really amazing. The, the ambiance, I should say, that's a better choice of words, was amazing. However, going through the, the course curriculum, and I'm like, and I'm talking to my friends that are not in this program, and I'm like, why you guys are not, you guys are learning something totally different than what we're learning. And what I came to realize was the program that I was in a lot of a lot of the, the, I shouldn't say a lot. I'll say some of my friends that were in the program that we weren't the best at grades. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, matter of fact, I think I graduated high school, I think with maybe under two five or something like that. But when I would talk to my friends and then the thing about it, they, my friends started, you know, clowning me as like oh you in that special program you got you know I didn't know you were special but we I mean we knew you were special but we didn't know you was that special and so you're dealing with that that pressure as well and it's not really pressure because when you grow up in an environment where we call it snapping or cracking um, on people you're used to it so your 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 confidence your self-confidence gets attacked on a daily and then And then in turn, it depends on how you manage that. Do you let it get to you where you start believing them or do you start using it against them? And I started using it against them. That's how I started getting real 
becoming very witty um, because people would make fun of me and I'll have to boom have to say something real back you know back fast and you know I had a class laughing and everybody rolling but I was in that like I was saying I was in that program and it it did feel different and I asked it to be removed out because I felt that it wasn't no disrespect to the program I just felt like I didn't need that. And I just, I don't, and I still to this day, I never even asked the, the question, why was I put in that program? And, you know, but again, the ambiance and I, the vision of the program of what they wanted to do was great. I think that the whole point was helping students sort of like myself that really wasn't excelling in school to find different alternative ways to excel. But it was just because of, how I was feeling I, like I felt separated from a lot of my friends. And because I felt that I was like, well, I just need to get in this. I need, I want regular high school. I don't want this special high school piece of things. And so I made that transition. And the funny thing about it, family, this is where it gets really interesting. So I graduate and I go off to uh, Grambling State University and then they put me in a special program. And so you start thinking to yourself, like, there must be something really wrong with me. And the reason why I got put in that special program is because I didn't have a high ACT score. And because I didn't have a, a, a high ACT score, I think I scored 13 or I think it was 12 or 13 on the ACT. Uh, so I was just like, OK, so I'm in this program and there was a teacher that really um and he passed too, like I think after a year after I left the school because I transferred. But he was, I think his name was Mr. Brown. Was it Mr. Brown? But man, that teacher was amazing because that was the first time in my life that I seen black excellence at a level and a self-confidence at a level that I, I've never seen in my life because he was like, this is business, meaning you came to the school to get an education. Yeah, it's okay to enjoy yourself, but don't forget what got you here. Don't forget why you're here and don't mess around and 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 and, and mess it over by being involved in in situations that are not going to be beneficial to you. I mean, like he was like every time I enjoy a lot of people didn't like him because they felt he was just hard. But I enjoyed it because he just didn't take it, it. It was he didn't care what was going on in your life. It was he said no excuses. Excuses are for people that have nowhere to go. I said, what? He said excuses are for people that have nowhere to go. And I said, well, I got somewhere to go. He said, exactly. So if you have somewhere to go, then why not make sure you're prepared to be there? Mm. Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. But yeah, so I'm in this, I'm, I'm in this. And I finally, I said, well, how do you get out? What do I need to get out of this? Because I was, again, it, it brought back, it was attacking my self-confidence because it was making me feel like I was dumb. And I was like, I'm not dumb. I know, I know the information, but what it is family is what I did learn about myself was that a lot of times you are graded on these tests. So you get tests and, and, and that for them, 
identifies how intelligent you are or your grades. That is that is how you're measured by your grades and as well as the test you take. But see, what I realize is that that doesn't really translate into the real world. Yeah, you could have gotten, you know, um, high ACT and SAT scores. Yes, you could have, you know, got amazing grades. But what it what it does is that once I figured out the game of how to become a better student, I was like, oh, I'm in. And just like David Goggins explained, I had notebooks <laughs> still to this day. I use that same. And that's why I was when I was listening to the clip, I was like, this is funny because and, and again, I didn't know what I didn't know. I just thought this is how everybody was learning. But I also have friends that can go and type of a paper and knock it out in an hour where for me it would take longer but then I realized I was I'm a speaker and I'm a writer at the same time but I didn't know how to how to use the the grammar that they said you needed to use at the time and what I realized what I had to do was again looking in the mirror taking and that's why it's important family that we have to do these daily check-ins with ourselves. Because in in facing yourself every day as as Goggins had mentioned, it gives you an opportunity to see what I need to do and you don't have to formalize it because a lot of times family when we start formalizing things so heavy, we miss out on the opportunity to be great. I'm I'm not saying not put the plan together, but we understand the model here. 95% doing 5% planning. I still need to find out who said that quote, but that is really amazing. That's true. That's on my, my whiteboard because I believe that. And so for me, when I, um, when I'm learning something again, writing it in notebooks, um, and going over it over and over again. And, you know, when I shared the story with you, when I took, the uh, PMP test and I didn't, you know, didn't do as well as I wanted to do. Uh, I've learned that again, it's about looking yourself in the mirror and saying, Hmm, what do I need? How do I improve this? How do I get better at this? Because if I don't get better, I'm going to continually to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And we know what that is family insanity because I'm looking for different results and it's not happening. So finally, when I just finally buckled down and I said, look, enough's enough. I'm going to, if we had a test coming up or if we had anything, I would take the time and write everything out. And that's the same thing with life family. When that's why, you know, you have to be a mad scientist or I, I say a mad experience. I say mad scientist. Um, and when I, when I'm using the word mad, I'm using it in a playful way I'm not mad like crazy but or upset but I am saying that life is really truly a game and you have to in the in the game of life the experiences and the experiments that you that you go through and that you use is what helps build you and so for me I you know I experiment on a lot of things like if I'm you know looking for audio clips to play to the family and I run into certain videos I'll put them I'll put them to the side and I'll say okay like for instance um on health like okay well yeah you know I I still want my six pack (laughs) don't judge me but I do I do I do want a six pack and and wanting a six pack, I'm I'm looking and seeing, OK, what 
how do I do it? Like, what are some, what are the steps? And I keep hearing the same thing of saying, you know, the six packs are made in, in the kitchen. So, um, I changed my, 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 um, lifestyle as far as the food I'm eating and, and I'm seeing, okay, is it, you know, is, is it working? Is it, you know, I've went to vegetables and more of a plant base. Is it, am I losing weight or, or am I gaining weight? Wait, excuse me. It's not weight that you're trying to lose. It's fat. So I said, okay, am I losing the fat around my stomach? Cause for men, um, when and a lot of this too and see there's another piece too and i won't go into the health side of thing but a lot of it is you know around stress and frustration and and things of that nature that you can be doing everything but if you're not working on on your mind and that's why i'm consistently always working on my mind because of preparing for the stressors or even living through the stressors because i I don't care who you are. I don't care. You can be the, the, the most energetic, the most, you know, outgoing, the most, you know, carefree, but we all go through something. That's what makes, that's another component that helps build us. And we all have frustrations and we all feel, you know, we have feelings. And when you, when you go through this, it's about really making sure you are staying focused enough to do the required self-disciplines that you wanted to do and to ensure that you are, are really doing a reflection to improve on the things you need that you said that you wanted to do. And you're not going to do everything you said that you wanted to do, but the things you do do, do them, do them with excellency. Do it with do it do it so well that people want to hear your story. People want to look back and say, "Man, how did you get here?" And you can just say, "I can literally show you how I got here." Because you want to be you you want to be able to be able to inspire people, and 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 that's one of the things I look forward to every day when I get on this mic is being is working on inspiring people to get out of their comfort zone, inspiring people to challenge themselves. I just seen a, um, one of, one of the, uh, I think his name is Andy and he has it, this thing called 75 hard. And I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking about doing that. And if I, and, and if I do it and I haven't seen all the just, but from a high level, it's really more about it's, you know, it's, it's a physical and mental you know, test. And he talks about test a lot in which I'm a big proponent of. And when he says test, test are the days where you don't feel like doing the thing that you said you were going to do yesterday or, or today, but you do it anyway, you do it anyhow. And that's, that's one of the things family that I was like, wow, I didn't even know again, didn't know what I was doing. And that's why it's important. You have to, you have to invest in yourself with personal development, you have, this is, this is a must. This has to be in your budget before you go pick up, you know, um, the new sneakers, uh, new pair of J's or, or new Gucci, you know, um, anything, Louis, whatever, 
make sure you set aside some money for your personal development as far as books or even if, or even audio and investing creators that are, are bringing this information to you because eventually you want to be a creator yourself. Eventually you want to be able to take the information that you've learned and are continually learning and to cu- customize it for an audience, for your family that, that needs this information. Cause a, a lot of people out there, family, have a lack of self-confidence because it's been attacked over and over again. And they gave up because they were like, maybe the person that is saying what they're saying about me is right. Maybe they're right. I can't go to college. Maybe they're right that it was dumb for me to quit my job without having a plan. And now I'm out here being an entrepreneur and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving it everything I got and I'm fighting for it. But then, you know, and then eventually it happens. But during that time, you are you are fighting so many people. But if you start, if you pull back, if you, you know, as they say, you pull the onion back or the onion peel back, you'll realize, family, that all of those opinions out there of all those people saying whatever they're saying, it doesn't matter is what you say. What do you believe in? And this is how you build your self-confidence. You build it by investing in you financially, emotionally. And that all starts off by just stop this, stop everything and just pause for a minute and say, what do I truly want? And who do I truly want to be? And then from there, you start working on it. You, you, you take, you know, as, as one of, you know, one of my favorite artists uh, now, um, and I say now, meaning that the impact he's had on me since, you know, really learning more about his story was is Nipsey Hussle. And he talked about that marathon and he's right. Life, when you go after your dream or your purpose, it is a marathon. Every day you got to you got to make a decision. Is today the day that I'm either going to um, walk through the door or not? There was a game um, talk show uh, game. I mean, talk show game. It was a game show in which. Uh, I think it was in his and the host was Monty Hall. I think it, that was his name. If it wasn't Monty Hall, it was is it is now. But the game show, the premises family was there were three doors, okay, and each one of these doors, uh, two out of the three doors had a let's say a lucrative prize. So let's say behind door one, let's say in these days and times it would be like a Tesla, and then door two would be. Uh, maybe a, a amazing vacation that was worth you know ten to twenty thousand dollars, and then the third door uh, would be a donkey or or something real crazy that you don't want basically. And when the person got up there, they would have to choose what door th- do they want. And I, I believe they gave them clues and hints and gave them a chance out. But once you make that commitment and what I what it how it refers back to the show is when you make that commitment or excuse me, when you make the decision and say, okay, look, this is a marathon. I understand I'm going this is going to be like stairs. I'm going to have to take a step at a time and I can't get frustrated about. If I'm on step one and I'm watching everybody that's on step 10. I have to know, I have to understand, I have to run my own marathon, I have to run my own race. And when you get to that point, when you run your own race, that's when life becomes amazing. And uh, going back to that game show, 
is when you when you um, choose your door. Again, you you got two out of three options to choose for. Matter of fact, I need to go back and revisit that that game. So I'm going to pull it up in um, YouTube and see if I can see it. But again, it the premise is, again, really just, hey, make a decision and just commit to it. If you made a decision, family, to um, invest in yourself in personal development, if you say, hey, I'm going to take 5% or 3% of my, my um, salary to invest in making myself a better person, Stay committed to it. Don't go take that five or ten percent and go invest in something else when you've already made the commitment. Because every the the marathon of life is really about taking the required steps so you can live the life you want to live. And many times we don't go down that direction because of fear of success and the fear of failure. And it's like Eventually, you're going to have to let that go. But you how you get to that point is you keep you keep doing you keep you you keep moving forward, you you know, and and move and navigate around people that don't have your like minded or move around people that are not on the same marathon or running your same race, because if you don't, then you'll find your you'll find yourself consistently you know, pushing yourself backwards um, and pushing your dreams and, and purpose backwards because you didn't run your race. So family, when you're running your race to, to, to build your self-confidence, know it starts with you. Nobody can ever tell you or, or say to you that you can't do something if they're not doing it themselves, number one. And number two, they don't know what's inside you. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know you. Basically, they don't know your story. And and when they, and a lot of times, family, people are just afraid to see you do it because if you go out and, and, and be the success, then they'll say, man, I wish I would have had the self-confidence to do that. Because that's where that's where it is. A lot of it starts with self, self-discipline, self-confidence. Those two is just just think of you. That's that's what you have. Self-confidence and self-discipline, self-confidence to know that you can do it, to know that regardless if you fail or succeed, that you're going to keep going regardless because you made a commitment and the commitment piece comes with the self-discipline, self-discipline to know that it doesn't matter what is actually going on um, around you because of the fact of you have a purpose in life to, to, to be a great asset to life and to, to live your life on purpose and not to live it on um, accident. I hope you enjoyed today's show today, family. I went a little bit longer than I expected, but really, family, self-confidence. Self-confidence is something huge in your life. I hope you I hope that this really moves you in a way for you to take immediate action today, not tomorrow. Yesterday has passed us. So let's focus on today and focus on how we can be better than we were yesterday. I am your host, E.D. This has been another impact secret podcast show peace